0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, hope springs eternal for BYU basketball. The road
1: back to RPI relevance and an NCAA tournament trip? What? BYU freshman forward Yoli Childs on the team's attitude following a bad loss and the toughest part of becoming a starter.
0: Plus, President Coach Steve Cleveland on where he expects BYU to improve the most down the stretch.
2: Let's go. This is BYU
3: Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from
2: Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
1: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation
0: live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. January 19th, 2017. You know what it is. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Studio B Comeback Host of the Month, Jerem Jordan.
1: What? Yeah. No, I, I've been here.
0: Off yesterday,
1: back. You were off Monday.
0: Really strong. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you need an award today.
1: I think that if you get a Comeback Player of the Year... That means that at some point, you had some issue, right? Like, Tom Brady doesn't win comeback player of the year. He just wins player No, but guys of the year. go through injuries, right? I know. It happens. You're referencing Dennis. Yes,
0: I am referencing Dennis Dennis Pitta.
1: Pitta <laughs> our buddy. <laughs> our no, fellow that's co-host. That's, that's cool for Dennis. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. He went... He won comeback player in the year of
0: AFC North. ESPN, AFC North, comeback player of the year.
1: Yeah. It's pretty specific. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's specific, but it's still cool because he played a full season after missing almost two entire seasons.
1: Yeah, that guy couldn't shake his hips very well. I'm glad that he's healthy, that he had a record-setting season, and that's about it.
0: You're glad because it (laughs) means you have your job for at least another year. That dude
1: signed a $32 million contract. He ain't co-hosting this show. (laughs) According to IMDB, (laughs) he is. He's he's a
0: a rumored co-host for next year.
1: Anyone can't edit that page. (laughs) It's like Wikipedia after Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. Oh, I didn't see that. What happened? Someone changed his Wikipedia. You know, people have fun Oh, my goodness. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if it gets approved by the public, right? We really
1: do love Dennis. Most of us.
0: Absolutely we love Dennis Pitta. (laughs) Shout out to the hashtag Pitta Takeover. By the way, he's going to be- That's yet to happen. He's going to be joining his studio uh, relatively soon. Hopefully. Look forward to that. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines while Jerem's job is still safe. BYU Hoops looking to rebound from their loss last week to San Diego. Continuing conference play and host last place Pepperdine tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Nick Emery is 100% confident the Cougars will respond. Whoever BYU is playing tonight, that is.
1: One thing about BYU is we we do bounce back from our losses and, and we learn from our losses and and that's what, we're, what, that's what we're doing right now is we're learning from the loss we just had. And I think we're going to be ready for Pacific or for Pepperdine tomorrow. So. There you go. Uh, wait the, a minute. The Tigers. Oh, I mean uh, I mean the waves. He did correct himself. He knows BYU is playing Pepperdine.
0: In his defense, Pacific is on Saturday. Yeah. So it's Pepperdine but Pacific.
1: Finally, an athlete who is taking it two games at a time. I've been waiting a long time for that. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. What's the one thing you want to see from BYU Hoops tonight against Pepperdine? Use the hashtag #byusn at BruteDr, who has been the tweeter of the week. By the way, the tweeter of the week, yeah, mm.
0: the twitterer. <laughs> That's what Bronco it's, Mendenhall would yeah. say. <laughs> He's
1: the tweeter of the week. <laughs> a win. I don't think I can take another RPI 150 plus loss. Hashtag enough already. The Pepperdine, by the way, 18 and a half point dog. Holy line against BYU. Uh, worst team in the league by WCC record, overall record, RPI. This is a game, obviously, BYU needs to win.
0: The team needs to win big. that is playing in Provo tonight against the Cougars, 5-13 and 13 on
1: the year. This is a team that beat BYU in Firestone Fieldhouse last year. I was at that game. But Stacey Davis is gone. Hallelujah. Yeah. Women's Hoops faces Pepperdine as well. They are in the aforementioned Firestone Fieldhouse tonight, 10 Eastern, as they look to stay at the top of the WCC standings. They're in a four-way tie with Pacific Gonzaga and Santa Clara. Jeff Judkins, yesterday on the show, uh, told you and Jason he thinks that because of the travel schedule that there have been more losses in league by some of the teams.
0: He is not a fan.
1: Yeah, neither am I. I'm not a fan of the, uh, the way they've been home and road split.
0: His idea was to do it in the format that the Pac-12 does it, which yeah, would require you fu- to play two games in the same week against your travel partner, yeah. but it would open everything else up. Sure. Yeah, so I I don't know. We'll see what happens as the West Coast Conference pushes forward. Good news for Ty Detmer. He received the NCAA Silver Anniversary Award last night. He is the sixth former Cougar to receive that prestigious award 25 years after his senior season in 1991. This is the 25-year anniversary of leaving college play. By the way, Football National Signing Day is 13 days away. I believe we have some exclusive audio of the man, Mr. Ty Detmer, accepting the award.
1: It's a privilege to win this silver anniversary award, but not really. You know what's better than silver? Gold. I'd also like to thank BYU Sports Nation. FYI, I'm a better player than Dennis Pitta. Thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm surprised Ty said that. That's crazy. That's not like him, right? To, to go after well, Dennis Pitta that way? Yeah, I, I don't know what he and Dennis have to do with anything, but... All right, whatever, man.
0: I think you've been uh, talking to Ty in his office a little bit about uh,
1: your worries and concerns about Dennis, man. Ty and I uh, have a lot in common, Uh, (laughs) mostly the hunting. (laughs) Third-ranked men's volleyball travels to California. They begin federation play (laughs) against 14th-ranked CSUN in the Matadome tonight and tomorrow at 10 Eastern time. Let's go. BYU's won three. three of the last four MPSF regular season and tournament titles.
0: 11 in a row against CSUN.
1: Bring it. CSUN used to own BYU, like 06 to 08, 09. Oh, man. It's not been the same for the Matadors.
0: Yeah, well, the Matadome is is BYU's home away from home. (laughs) Right? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Hope springs eternal. BYU basketball, not done yet. In the NCAA tournament at-large conversation. Here we go. I can see many of you now. Here we go again, Spencer. Ad nauseum. Blue goggles. Just stop it. BYU's not getting into the tournament. Just stop. Blue Reminder, BYU did the unthinkable two years ago. Yes, they did. When Jerem shaved his head.
1: It ruined my life.
0: They were in dire straits. They had a much worse situation two years ago than they are dealing with now. They have much more opportunity moving forward in February. And that's why hope springs eternal. Yes, the RPI is super annoying and everybody talks about it and it's ancient and it probably needs to be updated and they should implement the ESPN basketball power index or something else. Right. But guess what? As much as you might hate it, it still matters to the selection committee. In fact, Dave Rose is very aware of all of that stuff. I don't think you can ever really uh, predict the future, but data points kind of help you to feel the future. And and that's, I think, sometimes can, can really be frustrating. I don't need blue goggles, and neither does Dave Rose, to see what lies ahead.
1: And that was in reference to Gonzaga being undefeated in league, by the way. But I think that applies to this conversation. It
0: applies to St. Mary's and Gonzaga, because both are top 20 teams in the RPI. BYU's RPI... Which is
1: great for BYU. ...will
0: benefit... Regardless of the result. Now, That's if they, why it's weird. If they win those games, If you
1: lose, you shouldn't be rewarded in any way.
0: We're talking about <laughs> RPI skyrocketing right onto that bubble fringe range. I love it. Do the numbers give BYU hope? Why or why not? Let's look at the numbers and see. Let's do that. Okay? So, I brought up something yesterday, Jerem. Right?
1: You brought up a lot of things.
0: St. Mary's. At home in Provo. If BYU wins that one game... They
1: have to win that game, by the way.
0: And they don't lose another game that they are favored to win. So, non-St. Zaga. Zaga,
1: Which is a big ask! Because
0: BYU is coming off of a loss to San Diego, right? If BYU beats St. Mary's at home and wins the rest of the games they should win, their RPI is right
1: around the
0: 40 mark. And that is the cutoff line.
1: RPR wizard? Is it Dumbledore or Gandalf? Tell me right now. Who um, is it? Who's te- who's giving well, you this? Well, one wizard.
0: It's it's Dumbledore. Ah, Jerem, there is yet opportunity for BYU to win big games.
1: Have I told you my Dumbledore story? <laughs> no, from the movie. Okay, everyone's read Harry Potter, right? I hope so. The sixth movie. Okay, if you haven't, g- go away. Okay, right now. The sixth book or whatever. What you can't read a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm in. I'm in. This is a tangent. I'm in the theater. I know something's about to happen important with Dumbledore. This guy gets up to leave, and I'm like, no, don't go. (laughs) Like, like, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. He leaves. He comes back. Dumbledore. Something significant happens to Dumbledore while he he comes back and he goes to his buddy. Dumbledore just died. (laughs) And I was like. He just slapped.
0: He missed it. He missed it. That's the BYU fan that's yeah. giving up on the Cougars right now. Yeah. You stay in your seat
1: and yeah. you watch what's going to happen. Here's, here's what I love and hate about you. You give me hope.
0: I absolutely should do that.
1: NCAA tournament at-large rebellions are built on hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned from Rogue One. Yes. I sit here after the San Diego loss and I go, why are we talking about at-large chances when BYU just lost to San Diego? Like That seems stupid, but it's not. And the good thing is, Gonzaga's almost, this is one of their best teams ever. Mm-hmm. St. Mary's, one of their best teams ever. Yes. The opportunity is there for, for to minimally get through all of this. So look, let's look at some even of these numbers. At, even
0: after the San Diego loss, listen e- to
1: these even numbers. Even after it! Stop giving me hope! Okay. Let's look at some of the numbers. Okay. First, let's go to our stat of the day. All right. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is the worst number we have. BYU is currently ranked 93rd in the ESPN Daily RPI. 93 is way out. You need to be be top 40 to have a shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's go through some of this. The hoops rankings, okay? In ESPN's uh, Basketball Power Index, 64. What? Sagarin, 67. Ken Palm, 71, which BYU dropped, by the way, a couple spots after Mm. last night. And RPI, 93. Uh, Okay. 93 needs to be top 40. You need some top 50 wins. Need to avoid two hundred plus losses. BYU is one of those. San Diego climbed inside two hundred with that win over BYU. So yeah, will they stay inside two hundred?
0: Probably because of the strength of St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Isn't that crazy?
1: But we'll yeah, we'll we'll see with the weakness of the rest of the bottom five outside of them. Right? Do those numbers give you hope or not? What do you say? Absolutely, they do. After a loss to
0: San Diego, I'm as shocked as you. Looking at BYU in two of those respectable ratings in the 60s right now. But they have three games against St. Zaga approaching in the month of February.
1: More than the metrics, because I'm super nerdy with numbers. I don't want to get nerdy with all these numbers, right? What I want to look at is: is BYU going to have top, multiple top 50 wins or not? BYU is going to have to beat St. Mary's at home. And I think if BYU gets a win over Gonzaga, any of the two or three possible games, okay. that two years ago. It got him in! That win got him in. It so, got them and in. this year, Gonzaga is even uh, better than they were two years ago nationally. They're ranked fourth, they're ranked third the time, but they're the only undefeated team in the country. Two weeks from yet, uh, today, if BYU could pull off the unthinkable, right? I'm not going to say I'm going to shave my head. I'm not at that point. Okay, you're getting close. close? I'm close. Wow. Then I remember what I looked like, and I go, "Oh no way!" (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for uh, considering all of us. And at this
1: point, BYU is not going to make the NCAA tournament. But if they can change their destiny and win some games they're not supposed to, and avoid losses that they haven't avoided before, like I still think that what could blow this whole thing up, Spencer. Is it BYU loses another non Saint Zaga game?
0: The margin of oh. error is razor thin right there. And how I am viewing that is, if they lose a non Saint Zaga game, that just means they have to beat Saint Mary's or Gonzaga an additional time somewhere down the line. I'm just
1: asking a lot, I, I think you're you're hoping to get Saint Mary's at home, and
0: I think R- BYU realistically
1: Saint Mary's at home, a great, great
0: shot to do that.
1: Gonzaga on the road at home, BYU's gone up there and done it two years in a row on the road. This team's different though.
0: BYU, 21% favorite to beat Gonzaga at home. Okay, the Zags have a 79% chance of winning <laughs> in Provo. If, okay, If
1: BYU makes some adjustments, has some attitude adjustments, uh, and we'll talk to President Coach Steve Cleveland about some of this, sure they've got a sh- shot to compete and maybe make some clutch plays at the end and get some wins they aren't supposed to on paper.
0: BYU had one top 50 win two years ago. It was at Gonzaga. One it happened 50. on the last game of the regular season they you were in a dire straits
1: 10, yeah if you get a top 10 win late on the road
0: mm. it's not over yet coming up freshman starter yoli childs joined us in studio b for the first time but first president coach steve cleveland tells us what he thinks it will take for byu to make an ncaa tournament at large run this is byu sports nation BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And please, when you respond, use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Cougars bounce back tonight against Pepperdine, 9 Eastern time. Uh, Marty Wilson and the gang are in town, Uh, 9 Eastern, BYU TV and BYU Radio. At, uh, what's, at Blue Goggles? Oh. Goggled okay. Mama? Okay. If you won't shave your head for a Gonzaga win, how about coloring or bleaching your hair? Hashtag Ben Patch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there right now. No, no. I, I, I'm not opposed to the coloring idea, though.
0: I said if BYU made the NCAA tournament last year, oh no, if they won the West Coast Conference tournament, I would, I would dye my hair blue. That yeah. didn't, that didn't but work you out. You do like a one or two days. See, tournament. I don't. I don't know that I me putting my hair on the line has quite the effect of luck that yours does.
1: If that's what it takes to get BYU in again, do I need to sacrifice <laughs> for the kingdom, if you will? <laughs> this is a question I gotta ask myself, I guess.
0: Hey, just take care of Pepperdine tonight. What's the one thing you want to see from BYU Hoops tonight against the waves? At Pete Chat says a win. At BYU Thanks,
1: thanks for that. At BYU Uniforms says not lose. <laughs> thank thank you. At BYU uniforms. <laughs>
0: It's it's a theme developing. We appreciate your
1: participation in the program.
0: At Wife for Life. Seriously, just a win. Don't care if we win by 30 or have to come back from down 20. Just a win.
1: I did say this morning, I said in our Twitter question, should we preface it with (laughs) besides a win?
0: Besides (laughs) a win, what do you want to see tonight? There's
1: always one or three.
0: Hey, if they want to go there, they can do that. Joining us now. To take us in a direction uh, and better our education when it comes to basketball is President Coach Steve Cleveland. Coach. For a
1: second time this week.
0: You were so good on Monday. I (laughs) sat in my living room and watched that fire and brimstone take, (laughs) and I loved every second of it. It was
3: good. We we wanted to get you back in for a second time this week. Are you fired up? I'm I'm excited about being here. Every time I come with you guys, I am. It just rubs off on me. (laughs) But Monday was different. Monday was different. Yeah. Money was different. We got into some things there, and I think that uh, you've continued to follow up that the rest of the week. But uh, you know what? What fires me up is the lack of understanding of people watching this game sometimes. And not understanding the the dynamics of every team. And obviously the bottom line is winning and losing. But I I love to be able to look at a team or coaching staff, whatever the circumstances are, and say, okay, why is this happening? How do you fix it? And so it, it, it keeps me in that position to kind of have a coach's mentality, even though I'm not coaching anybody's team. But it's fun to do that, and having done that for about 37 years, uh, it's kind of in my blood. And and I'm not real vocal or public with my thoughts, other than the things we might share here on a radio. But uh, no, I, I, I love watching the game, and I love kind of breaking it down and figuring out how we can be better.
1: You're coaching BYU Sports Nation.
3: That's we appreciate yeah. that. I'm coaching you, too. So, <laughs> so clearly you have recognized. We would not have won a single game. <laughs> not one.
1: One in 25, <laughs> but we would have been Utah State, and then you'd come in. Yeah,
3: exactly. uh, clearly you
0: have, you have noticed that I am the resident optimist here, Coach. Opportunity knocks for BYU basketball. People think I'm crazy. They were coming at me on Twitter all day yesterday when I was like, look, BYU wins one game against St. Mary's. Because of how high they are on the RPI and they're ranked and and what that would do, it it would put BYU right back in that bubble conversation RPI relevance. Now, you've mentioned, hey, if BYU just holds serve on their home floor, which is a lot to ask, right, against Gonzaga and St. Mary's, man, all, all of a sudden, all these doors open up. So what do you think about our
3: conversation and the chances that BYU still has to make a run at an at-large bid. I can tell you this from a coach's perspective and a player's perspective. Maybe it's not the fan perspective. If you don't believe that as a fan or a player or as a coach, then you, know, you ought to be doing something else. I mean, obviously they have an opportunity. At home, I mean, BYU at home has been amazing. Over the last 30, 40 years, they're really good in this building. And so the idea or the thought that they can't win here, I don't agree with that. Now, how much more difficult is it to go to Gonzaga and win? Well, we, you know, un- Two times, I think, in the last three or four years, BYU pulled that off. They didn't pull it off with a predominantly freshman, inexperienced team either. And I think that's the difference, all right? Is it doable? Yes, but I believe it is doable at home. I think these games leading up uh, the, the game tonight, the game Saturday, and at Santa Clara, I think those are games that are, if you're going to have must-wins to get to the tournament, they have to win those games. Yeah. Santa Clara on the road, USF on the road, are not going to be easy tests. All right, Those are two well-coached teams. And, well, they blew them out by 30 here. I'm going to tell you, they're going, Brown Ridge is going to be better at home. And USF really battled BYU here, and they play so differently than everybody else in the league running the Princeton offense that those are two games that you can't get caught napping. Right, <laughs> right. You, you better be ready. But the idea that they can't beat St. Mary's, of course they can beat St. Mary's. They were in the game in St. Mary's, at St. Mary's. And, and it was a possession or two, so I, I firmly believe that they, they can win here. They have to play well, but they can win here.
1: A young team like this, you would hope that their best ball – is later in the season. You hope it's March, but I said before the season, I'll give this team until February to figure it out. What can BYU do in the next four games to figure it out so that in February they are ready for Gonzaga and St. Mary's and others?
3: I think we're going we're gonna to continue to hang our hat defensively here. I know this team can score and make baskets. Uh, when they get disrupted with double teams with Mika, he gets them a little bit off balance, off kilter, and sometimes they don't have that, that flow that they have. But I really believe they can score enough points to win here. Defensively, what I want to see tonight, what I want to see Saturday and next Thursday or whenever they play Santa Clara is everybody's in a stance. Everybody's defending. Everybody's contesting shots. It's together. I mean, get meaningful stops. Take pride in that. I'd like to see somebody, and I saw it a few weeks ago, Nick Emery pulled himself out of the game because he was so tired from running around Garden Brownridge that night against Santa Clara. I want to see that kind of effort by this team defensively, where everybody's together. Coach Rose talks a lot about, you know, we've got to be together. We've got to trust each other. Never is there a more important time to trust each other than when you're guarding. I'm guarding Hugh here. If I get beat, I know that I've got help here, and I have that trust. But when I get beat and I realize it's an open door to the rack, you know what? That trust gets broken down, and that's what Coach is talking about we got to trust each other that everybody's going to be where they're supposed to be. One of the reasons that Steve Bale plays is because Coach Rose trusts him coming off the bench. He's not scoring 10 or 15 points a night. He'll be in the right place. And I think, I think that uh, the, the roster is going to shrink. And he's going to find the six or seven people that can play the system, to play this game as they want it played, defensively and offensively, and can be trusted. Because you cannot put someone in a meaningful game that that you don't personally trust as a coaching staff. And I'm not determining who those people are. I'm just saying, my experience and a lot of years doing this, I'm not going to play players in a meaningful game that I don't trust. And and that's not a bad thing. A lot of times it's just inexperience. They just haven't played enough for me to trust them in this situation. The reality check of a loss at San Diego certainly makes you stop and think
0: if you're a player and a coach. Can that be spun as a good
3: thing for this team moving forward, just a head-scratching loss like that? For young teams, I think you have to find the positives in losing. It, it sucks. It hurts yeah. you don't sleep. <laughs> you know. I can tell you all the issues that, as, a, as a coach that it's not much fun. But what it does is it makes you come back and watch more film. It makes you come back and interview players. It makes you come back and get your staff together. Okay, what are we doing? What are we not doing? And so you kind of have an introspection that you don't normally have when you win a ball game. You know, it's nice to win and then correct, but the the most meaningful growth of most teams comes after losses. And, and, And whether it's taking early contested shots in the shot clock, or it's not being in a stance, or it's just not having a great effort, whatever the circumstances are, those are the things they've been working on. And so, you know, life for the last few days hasn't been very much fun for that coaching staff or for the players. Sure. The world is so different today because the players go home and get on social media. That's just what they do, and that doesn't really make things that much better either. I promise you, the coaching staff's not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't do that, all right? Nor do you turn the radio on. Okay, you don't. You don't need that. You don't need those are distractions. Just focus on your team. But there are positives that come from losing. But in terms of overall goals of winning a conference or going to the tournament, uh, as we get deeper into this conference season. they they have a lot of meaning when you don't win the games you're supposed to win.
1: Let's talk about the game tonight. Pepperdine on BYU TV. You'll be the analyst on the game tonight. Uh, Pepperdine's an eighteen and a half point dog right now. The worst record in the league. Worst record overall. Lowest RPI. But this is a team that beat BYU in Malibu. Luckily, Stacy Davis isn't walking through that door. Exactly. He graduated.
3: So what what's kind of the big difference between that team that beat BYU? And this team this year? Well, they lost two starters. Cameron Edwards, who was a sophomore All WCC freshman team, uh, he's out for the year. And then I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce his name. Amadi Udini yeah. is a point guard and really good, and their best defender. So you took two starters right from the get-go off that team, and lost Stacy Davis. So it's a different team, and there's no question it's a different team, and you have no control. I mean, if Kyle Davis were still playing on this BYU basketball team, they would be better because of his experience. Uh, it's not likely that Pepperdine is going to come in here and win this game. I just don't think that they have enough bodies. Now, they have three players, starting with Lamon Murray, Jr., and who has a pedigree like nobody. I mean, his dad played in the league for 11 years. His cousin Tracy played in the league for 12 years. Coach, he's friends with Drake. <laughs> you, that's pretty go. good. That's good. Drake has gone
1: to Pepperdine games in Malibu.
3: <laughs> well, a lot of people go to Pepperdine because it's a great place to go hang out and see people. <laughs> sure. A lot of NBA scouts go there, I can tell you that. that that's the place they all want to be.
1: Last year at the game, Reggie Miller was there. Trent Dilfer was there, and I was hoping Drake was going to be there, but he wasn't. So. No, it, it, it's nice.
3: Well, and the thing is, you've, you've got Lamon Murray, who has to carry a lot. Uh, Major's the point guard who's kind of holding, holding that down. And, 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 and then Reyes, is Chris Reyes, who's a Utah grad, graduated that. from the University of Utah. He's averaging 15 and 6. He's having a huge influence. Uh, they're their three guys. And if they all play well tonight, they all get to their numbers, 20, 15, 12 a night, get the rebounds, get their assists. This will be a more competitive game than one would think. But if they don't and there's a hiccup anywhere, I just don't think they have the depth. Uh, They probably don't have a great deal of confidence right now coming on the road, even though their coaching staff will say, hey, we've won here. But he he won with a different team. When do you think... Dave Rose will have his finalized smaller rotation in place. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the bench. And, and I, I think that just from things I've read, things I've heard, there's great trust in Stephen Bale. I think he's going to. Now, the, the question mark will be, does, and we talked about this last week, does Elijah Bryant come off the bench? Does he start? I don't think it makes any difference. But those are going to be the two guards that come off the bench. I think defensively against Gonzaga, Against St. Mary's, I could see Kafusi getting into the game because he's a big body and he and he's fouls to give, you know, and they make him go through him, and and he's a big body. But right now, you're you know you're putting Braden Shaw in there who has a good motor, but he, you know he. <laughs> He can't score, he has to have scored directly at the basket. He has a hard time going over and through people scoring. All right. Eights, very capable inside, but doesn't have good lift, doesn't, isn't a great rebounder, but he's solid and he's making his free throws. So those are the two coming off. Now, the interesting person, the person with the most ceiling, and probably we won't see it, but Dastrup, He's he can stretch a team. He could make a shot. And I don't, I think it's too late in the year for that to happen, but I think you'll see down the road that he's going to have an impact in this program with his ability. So, you're talking about two guards and two bigs that will have an opportunity. Now, sometimes foul trouble necessitates you go deeper into your bench. Colby Leafson is is I watched him make 9 27-foot threes when I was up going to doing the same Marys game on radio. <laughs> the guy's got a stroke. I mean, he can flat out shoot it, but he's not quite ready for the, you know, the, the lights of, of same areas in Gonzaga. There's probably not the trust in his ability to defend. He's a great young man. He's going to be a really good player here, but I don't think physically and athletically he's ready enough to guard at this level.
0: Hope springs eternal, even with the coach. We appreciate the uh, insight. Look forward to hearing more from you tonight on the game. And uh, yeah, as always, bringing it, man. We twice a week, three times a week, whatever you hey, can handle. You
1: should see the notes he brings in for this. I have a lot of free
3: time right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i have a lot of wait free... for the, the weather to get better to golf. So
0: yeah, exactly, you you
3: know, there's no place to play golf right now. <laughs> You're
0: educating the masses. You're
3: you doing go. you're doing us all a favor, Coach. No, it's good. To, I, I, I learned a great deal from you. It's fun to be with you, and uh, I love your message. It is a message of hope. You gotta have it. Hope springs eternal.
1: You said we wouldn't win any games. Spencer can actually defend. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> hey,
0: defend, man. Yeah. Shoot the three. Play the D. Well, Let's shoot go. The three. You play the D. Up next, Yoli Childs joins Studio B. <laughs> Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere you like. If you missed Steve Cleveland's answer to if he thinks BYU can make an NCAA tournament at-large berth run and how they do it, download the podcast.
1: I like the how question. The most. Mm. Hey, coming up tomorrow, so we have men's hoops tonight. Tomorrow, gymnastics. Uh, Guard Young, by the way, the head coach, uh, all-American gymnast himself, uh, will join us uh, against uh, Utah State, 9 Eastern tomorrow, BYU TV. Spencer Linton back on gymnastics. There you go. And then Saturday, women's hoops. It's another triple, uh, I guess we had four last weekend, three live events this
0: week. Yeah, it's essentially the same weekend for me with... Men's yeah, basketball yeah. Thursday, gymnastics boom, boom, boom. Friday, women's basketball on Saturday. But then you had men's volleyball as well.
1: Yeah. No, it's fun, man. We live for this stuff. It's great. I love the winter. We have more events. Yeah, busy
0: time of year. Okay. Uh, refreshing the BYU headlines very quickly. The Cougars looking to bounce back after a loss to San Diego against Pepperdine tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
1: Yeah, it's a big game for the Cougars. Uh, we talked with President Stoach, uh, Coach Steve Cleveland, or Stoach, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he, he, listen, we had him on Monday. We had him today as well. He brings it every single time. I love when he's on the show.
0: The passion is there. We talked with Yoli Childs uh, the other day, and we would like to share that conversation with the star freshman forward from BYU with all of you, including what it was like for him to enter the starting lineup As a kid, right off that yellow bus. Taking me to the moment when you found out that Kyle Davis was going to be done for the year and that you were going to be inserted into the BYU starting lineup as a true freshman. What was your mentality like?
2: Oh, man. Uh, That was rough, actually. I I mean, obviously it's exciting to get a start and stuff, but that was kind of tough for me because since the day I got here, Kyle's been a mentor for me, and He's been like a big brother, honestly. Uh from the day I got here, he was helping me out in conditioning. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like moving from high school to college conditioning. I was like, I can't do this. And he's like <laughs> he's like, Bro, I promise I got you. Like and like through his skill work and practice, he was always there for me, helping me out, showing me what to do, what I needed to be doing before and after practice. So it's been tough, but he's taken it really well and uh, he's been supportive for our team and he's he's always been around and I don't know, it's tough. But but it's always cool to start but yeah, that's kind of a tough thing for me.
1: And that's that's been a big deal because he was <clears throat> one of just two seniors on this team. Mm-hmm. Um so how 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 is he helping lead but off the court now?
2: Um he's a really vocal leader. He always has been. So that hasn't changed about him. And now he can kind of see a perspective from off the court. So honestly he can see a lot more things, like things that the coaches can see. So you uh, can still help out a lot.
0: After a loss against San Diego on Saturday, what is the team mentality like trying to get back on track and, and right the ship?
2: I mean, it sucks. we got a ton of guys that hate to lose, but we just get back in and get focused. And I think we had a really good practice yesterday, and that's what I love about this team. No matter what happens, we're going to come back and practice hard every day and uh, just prepare for the next game.
1: How do you cope with a loss like that? Because when we have a bad show, we haven't had one before. But when we have a bad show, the idea is just turn the lights off, just kind of lay on the ground, you know, for a few minutes, and then and then pick yourself up. So, how do you cope with a loss?
2: Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. It sucks and it stings. Uh, it really it stings a little bit until the next time you go out there. But if you focus on a loss, then you're not going to play your best the next game. So, same thing. If you miss a shot, you got to get ready for the next one. So, I think we just got to focus on the next game and. Everyone kind of has that mentality.
1: Randomly, Johnny Manziel was at the game. Did you ever notice he was in the stands or were you told after or anything? I, I,
2: didn't. I didn't. You know. didn't know he was no. at the game?
1: uh-uh. You, you're locked in. You're focused. I think that's good. I'm ready. You know? Yeah. I thought he'd like come to the locker room and say hey or something, but I guess not. I guess not. I guess no. this isn't his kind of
2: school. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the case. Drake has gone. Drake is friends with Lamont Murray at Pepperdine. You open Drake's at the Pepperdine game when you guys play there
2: and... Few weeks. It'd uh, be pretty sweet. I mean, but you won't notice them either. I'd rather have Card near there, but <laughs> Jake's okay too. Oh, I think I just gave away an answer for my little. Twitter question. That's okay. Ignore That's that. It. Ignore that.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't give away too much.
1: <laughs> I've I've enjoyed those, by the way. Elijah Bryant oh, said, yeah. "Oh, I'm afraid of sharks." This one time, <laughs> I was on the beach, and <laughs> and they heard that. I blew heard this the song. whistle. Yeah.
0: I didn't hear it. Like, no, I'm just kidding.
1: It, it, no, he goes. And then there was a shark behind... No, there actually wasn't. <laughs> those
0: are fun. Yoli Childs with us, freshman forward for the BYU basketball team. You mentioned that practice was. Really good coming off of that loss. What made it a good practice?
2: Uh, just the intensity about it. Uh, Coach Rose was great about it. He said, like, as a player, all you want to do is get out and play after a loss. So we had a lot of full court drills, uh, a lot of competition going at each other, not just a lot of uh, five on zero type of stuff. So it was good to just go at each other and play hard. You're averaging 8.5 uh, points per game,
1: 7.5 rebounds, which are really good numbers uh, for your first year uh, in college. What have you done
2: to to try and uh, be your best in your freshman season? Uh, I just kind of listen to the guys around me. Uh, I got a lot of leadership, a lot of guys that have been where I am and that know what to do. So I just try to listen and try to learn every day and just play as hard as I can.
1: Who are some of the guys that influence you the most?
2: Uh, Kyle, obviously. Eric, because uh, – He's just, he's been where I am. And then LJ. LJ's huge. I mean, he's one of the best leaders I've ever played with. He uh, he helps everybody out from all positions. He knows things from being at two different schools and knows different ways to, to move on the court and different ways to position yourself. So, LJ's been huge for me.
1: I imagine uh, listening to what Eric has to say on the court is probably valuable. Off the court, I don't know.
2: Like, what do you think of maybe Eric Mika off the court? Because he can be a character, right? He's Eric off the court. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's a clown. He's a clown for sure. He's a, he's a fun dude. Uh, he's an awesome guy too, though. He can be really serious, and uh, we've had some good talks and stuff. And he's he's one of my best friends up here. So he's a good guy.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad that mustache mustache is gone. Yeah, <laughs> me and Gabby, <laughs> right
2: for sure.
0: Everybody we talk to on this BYU basketball team, whether it's a coach or a player, kind of says the same thing about LJ Rose. What is he like in the locker room? Because we hear, oh, he's amazing in the locker room. What What is he doing? Is is he the in your face guy? Is he the motivator? Like, what's he like there?
2: Uh, he has a fun personality and everything, and he'll joke around. But he just he seems so much older than he is. He's he seems like a coach, honestly. Uh, like he's he's a he's a teammate. He's like a brother, but his mentality is kind of like a coach because he's been around the game so long and he just knows so much about the game and from all positions and he can help everybody out. Uh, you had a stretch there where the a struggle from the free throw line, and we were
1: talking, and, and Spencer, uh, who knows your, uh, I guess, one of your AAU coaches, Tim Davis, said, no, 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 he's, he's a good free thrower to watch. You've made 13 of your last 18, 72% the last six games,
2: so what did, what did you change to make that adjustment and be better from the strap? Uh, I actually worked with uh, my AAU coach a bit on uh, different things to focus on, holding the ball tighter and things like that, but just getting reps up. I've been shooting uh, 100 free throws every day, so... Mm-hmm. That's helped a lot, but a lot of it's mentality. So I feel like I'm a good free throw shooter, and there's a stretch there where uh, mentally I just don't think I was right. Yeah, shout-out to Tim Davis, by the way. Yeah, that's, He's going to that. Shout-out to Tim. exactly. I don't know where to point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> y only child with this in studio beat. Yeah. You're
2: what,
0: what are your expectations for this team at, at this point? Because I mean you beat teams like Princeton and Colorado and feeling good and then you had the losses against Utah Valley and, and San Diego. So what what is the expectation for this team
2: right now? Uh, I mean I always have high expectations and I think the guys on our team do as well. And I think no matter who we're playing, we have a chance to win. So I don't go into any game thinking, oh, we're, we're probably going to lose this game or this team's favored to beat us. So every game we go into, I think we're going to win.
1: And there's some really important games coming up, uh, first of which is Pepperdine uh, Thursday night and then Pacific uh, Saturday after that, 16 days away from, uh, or 15, I guess, from uh, Gonzaga. So it'll be fun. There's some fun games. Let's talk names. We've asked you this before, but remind people what the, I guess, origin or meaning of your name is.
2: Okay, so my full name means Do the Will of God.
1: Do the will of God. Yeah. Yoli.
2: Uh-huh. Yoli Bingon, on Libby is my, like, legal last name. Uh-huh. But I go by Childs. By Childs. Okay. Yeah.
1: That That's an amazing uh, meaning. I love that. And then, do you have nicknames? Because people try tried, Holy Yoli Childs. You <laughs> Yoli I mean? Man Childs. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your favorite, or what ones have you heard?
2: I don't know. I've got the Yoli Man Child since I was, like, a sophomore in <laughs> high school. So, I, I've gotten kind of used to that one. I kind of hated it at first, but, yeah. so whatever. Everyone just calls me Yo. Yo, But, yeah, the only man child. I guess that works. So if someone randomly
1: good. is talking to someone else and they go, Yo! Like you turn. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You probably don't notice, but it's made a comeback. Yo's made a comeback. Mm. Your average person wouldn't know, but in the last couple of years, everyone calls each other Yo. It's, oh, <laughs> this it's, is so annoying. it's so annoying.
1: <laughs>
0: i turn my head everywhere I go. Yo, yes. yo,
1: yo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was uh, on the record earlier that you said you're not that great of a leaper. Hey, video evidence would suggest otherwise, Yoli. Why, why do you think you're not that great of a leaper?
2: I think I, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty good jumper. I don't know. Not like unreal, but I just got really long arms. I got the 7-foot wingspan, so that mm. helps me out a little bit. But I think my vertical measure lasts at like 36 and a half. That's pretty so good. That, that's good, <laughs> but not like insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In,
1: insane is the goal, right?
2: Yeah, we'll get it up there. Yeah. We'll get it up. I'll get it up to 40.
1: You mentioned, uh, you know, Kanye over Drake. Uh, who controls the music in the locker room?
2: Oh, it's, a, it's a battle between uh, – so LJ and Eli have their music and mm-hmm. then Peyton.
0: Peyton Dastrup yeah. is involved
2: in this? Yeah, Peyton. Peyton was like my, my roommate in the summer, fresh off the mission. And everyone was like, oh, just try not to be weirded out. <laughs> <laughs> he's right he's off the mission. He can be weird. Church music all the time. I was like, okay. First day he comes in, he's bumping Kanye. I was like, first day. Ah, yeah, first day. First day back. I was wow. like, "I was like, okay. Well,
1: what was your reaction to him uh, rowing the boat uh, Saturday? Because that made some waves on uh, Twitter.
2: Oh, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I love the intensity he has on the bench and how he's just. Uh, He's always getting the fans involved and always supporting everybody from there. So I think it's awesome.
0: Everybody has expectations of what it's going to be like playing in the Marriott Center in front of BYU fans, whether at home or on the road. What, have you, what has the reality been like for you playing in front of the Marriott Center crowd and then the road fans, which you know fill up pretty much every OA gym?
2: Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. We have amazing fans, and uh, I feel like once you get on the court, you just kind of lock in and you don't really notice. But, like, even in, like, high school and on some of these away games, like, you'll do something cool, like, dunk on somebody or someone will make a great play, and you notice it a little bit, but in the Marriott, when, like, something awesome happens, like, you can't really block it out. Like, there's there's so many people going crazy, so... It's an awesome environment.
0: Like your put-back dunk, you noticed the crowd when you did that? A little bit. <laughs> I noticed flight.
2: you as well. <laughs> yeah,
0: that 36-inch vertical was put uh, to good use as well as a 7-foot wingspan on that play. Yoli, great to talk to you, man. Uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the Pepperdine game.
2: Appreciate
0: it. Okay, how that works is you come in here, you're already a good player. You'll be that much better because you got the BYU Sports Nation karma. I'm
1: thinking a double-double. That's just
0: me. Ooh, okay.
1: All right. That's sound all
0: right? Time, Yeah. <laughs> It's been been a minute. We'd also like you to sign uh, our flag before you leave studio, if that's okay. No worries. All right. Thanks, Yoli. Thanks. Yoli Childs joining us a couple of days ago in Studio B in 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 preparation of Pepperdine. (laughs) (laughs) Pepperdine.
1: Now, he did something that no one else has ever done here. Uh-oh. Eric Mika had the tallest signature on the flag behind him. Right. Yes. Truth. Now, on top of him, at the highest point, on the white of that flag, the edge, Yoli died. <laughs> I said, Eric has the tallest one. He goes, Oh, okay. Not anymore. And he signed above it. Not anymore. Yeah. You can't even you can't see even, it. You can't even see it. You're going to have to ped down to see it. You can't yeah. see Eric but, and, Mika's let, either. Just, yeah. So okay, if you're watching on TV, th- we're showing you Eric Mika at the very top, and now the grand reveal at. Oh, he can't even get <laughs> low enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yoli Childs is to the to the right a little bit above it, but
0: yeah. Yeah, Eric signed the very top of the it's blue. It's so high you can't see it. But How there's a that? white little ribbon at the top of the flag, and yeah. Yoli's like, okay, I
1: got it. Yeah. We haven't had Sean Bradley in here. There's a reason that uh... – <laughs> yeah, there's nothing higher than that.
0: The there. best use of his 7-foot <laughs> wingspan thus far.
1: Hey, so a plus uh, 4, right? That's pretty good.
0: What is the one thing you want to see from BYU Hoops and Yoli Childs tonight against Pepperdine at Laser Sheeps' high-percentage shots – I know the defense needs work, but shot selection can always help a team. St.
1: Mary's does it. At least it doesn't say win. Coming up, <laughs> Jeremy and
0: I reveal our going for two picks. Are you up two on me now In that, yeah, by the way? Yeah, two. I got to get even. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your... Day to day BYU Sports play by play. Watch our daily rebroadcast on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget men's basketball against p- 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 Pepperdine tonight.
1: Procedure precedes the preparation. <laughs> what is it? The main in Spain. Well, okay. I don't... You don't know what I'm talking about? The rain in Spain falls plainly on the. <laughs> what? I can't remember. That's from a classic movie. Mainly on the plane. Yeah, we... What movie is that from again? I can't, I can't remember. remember. It's I a can't classic remember. My fair lady. Thank you. I had to watch that for a uh, class BYU.
0: Women's Hoops, by the way, also. And then
1: uh, Women's Hoops playing Pacific Saturday at yeah, right. 4 TV. So BYU there, BYU. there's that, too. Yeah.
0: What's the one thing you want to see from BYU men's <laughs> basketball tonight against Pepperdine at Jelly Belly Kelly? Says a celebration by Peyton Dastrup that mm. tops his rowing. Whoa. That's going to be tough to do. Also, consistent effort the whole game on offense and defense. President Coach Steve Cleveland talked about being in a stance every defensive possession, showing that effort. That you want to be there.
1: Like Spencer Linton back at Northridge.
0: That was my game,
1: dude. 90s, early 2000s. That's how I got on the floor. You've defended me in pickup. I'm like, gosh, we're playing pickup. Relax. It's it's no fun, right? You're like Bruce Bowen out there. It's not not fun, right? (laughs) Jackson Emery.
0: (laughs) Okay. Speaking of competition between Jeremy and myself, Mm, let's go for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation, and with a spin today, a head-to-head version of going for two. And what Mm. that means is, Jeremy and I have chosen the same two things, but just opposite sides. So it's
1: guaranteed there must needs be Spencer that only
0: one of us can win in each of those going for two picks.
1: This is like in baseball. Let's say the Mariners are up three games on the Rangers. If they play other teams, they might not make up ground. Right. But now it's a series against the other, head-to-head. So, yeah, it's either – it's, it's going to be – we can't get both. Right. We can't – you know, we could tie 1-1, but someone could go up two. Like, I could be up four tomorrow. We could be tied. We could, yeah, so it's a little different. It's a little more uh, – it's a little crazy.
0: Yeah, or it could remain status quo. So it's could, it's either yeah. you're up four, status quo. Or four. I'm up
1: four. Or we're even, man.
0: Jerem, 26 and 28 overall. I'm 24 and 30. Okay, number one. Lamond Murray, Pepperdine's leading scorer, will score less than 20
1: points tonight. Yeah, I'm just 20. I'm going less. Th- Therefore, I think he'll score 20-plus. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll have a big game. That doesn't mean BYU's going to win.
0: Hey, Lamond, you can go for 19, bro. It's okay. <laughs> just, go, On the just go for no. 19, man. Number two. BYU will shoot more than 50% or over 50% from the field.
1: Yeah, so I, I think this is a game where BYU shoots under, but barely. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because yesterday, you brought up that at home, BYU's been shooting over 50%. Yes. And I was like, wow, that's
0: crazy. 53% on yeah. average in home games. Mine,
1: mine appear to be negative. I want to be accurate more than I want to be positive. Well,
0: over. guess what? Like, if BYU shoots 46%, that's still pretty good.
1: Yeah, BYU could shoot 49%.
0: Yeah, it would be yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, 49.9%. How about that?
0: Okay, I say BYU over 50% tonight because okay. there is an emphasis on Eric Mika taking advantage of those mismatches in the post against Pepperdine without Stacey Davis.
1: Here's what's going to happen. BYU will unload the bench up big, and Colby Leifson will shoot a bunch of threes. <laughs> That will help me. <laughs> because if you make one, you're going to make what? One uh, you know, one or two, hopefully 40% plus from three. Let's
0: I need some three-point swag from uh, Colby Leifson and Stephen Bale.
1: And go Let's Lamont go, Murray. It's like fantasy football now.
0: What's the one thing you want to see from BYU against Pepperdine? I want to see 50% plus from the field. At Big Uncle Pooh says, Haas, Alioub, Tamika every five minutes. <laughs>
1: every five? That.
0: Cougar whip around with your updates next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com.
1: Help when you need it most. P-p-p-p-p- whip it.
2: It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball.
1: BYU Hoops looks to bounce back from the loss to San Diego Saturday as they continue conference play hosting Pepperdine tonight. Watch it live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Women's basketball.
0: Takes on Pepperdine tonight at 10 Eastern in Malibu as they look to stay on top of the West Coast Conference standings. Four-way tie for first with Pacific, Gonzaga, and Santa Clara.
1: Football. Ty Detmer received the NCAA Silver Anniversary Award last night Is the sixth former Cougar to receive the award. Twenty-five years after his senior season in 1991, this is his 25-year anniversary of leaving college play. By the way, football national signing days 13 days away. Spencer,
0: get back out on the road and recruit, man.
1: I know, seriously. <laughs> oh, at banquets accepting awards because he's so awesome. Totally kidding.
0: WalterFootball.com ranks Kainaku as the 10th best safety prospect for the NFL draft. He is projected right now to go in the second to fourth round.
1: Volleyball. That's a little crazy for me. If Kai gets drafted, I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Third-ranked men's volleyball travels to California to begin federation play against 14th-ranked CSUN in the Matadome today and tomorrow at 10 Eastern. Cougars in the NFL. Dennis Pitta. Sounds like a turkey.
0: Named the AFC North's Comeback Player of the Year by ESPN.com. Congratulations to Dennis. No, it sounds like one of those little... uh, the little pin they thing use. they yeah. have,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to act like I don't know the name of that. No, Cougars in the PGA. <laughs> I really don't know the name of it. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays are both even par through the first ah. hole. In the first, watch out for those birds. In the first round at the Career Builder Challenge in <laughs> La Quinta, California. Now that's a turkey. Tennis.
0: <laughs> preseason polls for both the men's that's and women's teams. <laughs> have the Cougars <laughs> picked to finish fourth in the West Coast Conference. Oh, Keaton Colomore was named the all-WCC preseason men's team. Marcy Jones, named to the all-WCC preseason women's squad.
2: Crack and fill.
1: The Cougars compete in Colorado starting today at the Air Force Indoor Meet as they hope to qualify runners for nationals. This is indoor.
0: Future guests include gymnastics head coach Guard Young. Why he's optimistic about his very young... And competitive team. What they showed against Utah and in the opening meet against Penn State, they take on Utah State live on BYU TV on Friday night. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need a most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem?
1: Holy, holy man, mm. uh, He's been a great addition to BYU. Great fit for the Cougars. Uh, I'm I'm stoked he's a, a member of the BYU basketball team. He's going to be a really good player.
0: Great interview. Very mature guy. Our Twitter question today. What is the one thing you want to see from BYU Hoops tonight against Pepperdine? At CL underscore living says just one. Then make it a triple-double, no-look, alley-oop, bench-rowing, celebration, dunk for a blowout win. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> elite tweet of the day from at Greg Rosenhan. Peyton Dasher doing once there was a snowman after a haas Tamika Mika Hashtag elite.
1: Can't wait for that. Thanks to Steve Cleveland, the older child, and everyone on our
0: It's become a thing now for Peyton to do crazy things.
1: I uh, know he's the monmouth Ben.
0: He set the precedent. Show on demand, download the podcast for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Reed Noble. Papa Pepperdine. <laughs> <laughs>